we won a national championship for for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi, uh, we did it. And, uh, we're national champs. Breaking ball. Tommy White. First pitch swinging. In the air to center. D'Onofrio back and it's gone! The legend continues! Got him swinging! The Campbell Campbells, the dynasty of the Big South. And now Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire. Set. He'll throw that as a line drive in the gap. Did he do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell. Another extra. Oh, that is gone. A home run for Brian Morrell. Swing and a ball driven. Way back. And foul. No, gone. He did it. Ortiz kept it just there and walks it off with a grand slam. All righty, what is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to the conference tournament preview episode of the 11.7 podcast. We made it through the regular season. Exciting times. This is the best time of year. I'm smiling right now, if you can't tell. But postseason college baseball is back. And first of all, I just want to say I appreciate everybody for for listening throughout the whole year and participating in our contests and our tournaments and everything that we set up for you. It was a lot of fun. And it made college baseball season so much more exciting, so much more interactive. And at the end of the day, I felt like we grew the sport more than what it was going into the season. So I want to give a quick shout out to our two winners of our contest that we ran this year. Dimitri set them all up and it ran so smooth the whole year. No hiccups, no nothing. Uh, so shout out to Dimitri for doing that and for whooping me in the weekend series pick him. But uh, Dimitri, do you have the two winners? Whooping, whooping you is an understatement, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. But just go ahead. Um, go ahead and announce the two winners of the weekend series pick him competition and the survivor contest and um, their grand prize is from our sponsor at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. They will be each spending three days and three nights with us in Las Vegas the first weekend of the College World Series. And we're going to have a cabana suite. We're going to do live content, some video stuff. I'll, I'll get each one of them, if they want to, to be interviewed on the podcast that we're there. And uh, I think it's going to be a great time. So go ahead and announce the winners here. All righty. Drum roll, please. The winner of our... First annual weekend pick'em challenge goes to Blaker Mayfield. Blaker went 61 and 21 on the season, ended it or capped it off with a 6 and 0 record this past weekend. Clutch wow. gene, full effect. What an animal. Ice in his veins. 
What an animal. So shout out to him. He will be heading to Vegas first weekend of the College World Series, and he will be kicking back poolside. And I will be um, placing – I will be taking whatever bets he tells me. Whatever he whatever tells me, I'm riding. Um, and then, I mean, he finished two games in front of Collab, Collab Ball, who went 59-23. and 23. No, um, Col- I think it's Cola B-Ball. Like, Cola B, yeah, there we yeah go. like Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. I think that's who Cola, it is. Columbia, Cola. Anyway, uh, and then I am Tar Heel and Nick Lavergetta tied for third with a 58 and 24 record. So, dude, I mean, what is that? 70, 82 total games. The separation from first and third with three games. And those guys know ball. They balled out all year. They do know ball. So, um, shout out to Blaker Mayfield. Congratulations, man, if you're listening to this. I really appreciate you being a part of this. Um, we literally, I just kind of winged it. I mean, obviously, I put a lot of planning into it, but I basically winged it in terms of, I told Ben, hey, you guys, you want to do a weekend pick em challenge and a survivor challenge? And he was like, dude, yeah, let's do it. And then I was like, oh, shit, well, now I guess I got to figure out how to make one. I didn't know how to make one when I asked him. I just kind of <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, shout out to all of you guys participating. We had like 100 kind of fall, fell off as we got middle toward the end when people were out of the race. So, yeah. but 100 people in our first year can't ask for much more. Uh, so, so, you said you, um, you said that there was a person that was in second place and then two tied for fir- third place? Two tied for third, yep. Okay. So, what we're going to do for the second place and the third place, um, we'll give a gift card away to the store, uh, the 11.7 store, or... If you want to go to like an NCAA regional, let us know and we'll buy you we'll tickets for the for day. It. Yeah, we'll buy you tickets for the day. Um, so for, for second you and third your place, girlfriend or your we'll, brother, whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll do two tickets um, if you want to do that. And it, honestly, maybe even media passes. We could even just say you work for eleven point seven, and you can go there in the media room. No, that's dangerous. <laughs> that is dangerous. Stir up a shit storm. And they're that's, like, oh, I work for 11.7. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so we'll, we'll also do it for Blaker Mayfield. So first, second, and then the two third place people. And then um, we'll give it away to the uh, the survivor second place as well. Yeah. Because he yeah. made it to the final weekend. So, yeah. Um, for survivor, uh, shout out to, well, look for, let me, let me do it this way. Um, we entered the final weekend with two survivors left. So our tiebreaker was pick, obviously you pick your winner or whatever. And your survivor was the person to guess closest to the total run scored in the Mercer versus Wofford series. So all runs scored for both teams all weekend. Um, both, both people or both entries picked the losing team one picked south carolina one picked west virginia so they both lost the final freaking weekend they made it 13 weeks undefeated last weekend they both lost but as at the end of the day blind man nate picked 39 runs and cls homemaker picked 32 um on the weekend in the mercer Walker series so blind man nate congratulations you have won yourself a free stay, three nights at the Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas to um, come hang out. Yeah. So congratulations again to all the, um, to you both, both of you guys, and to thank you for everybody for joining. Um, next year will be bigger and greater. You can 
count on that for sure. So um, that was a lot of fun though. I mean, even though we both were eliminated early, the survivor was fun to keep up with and it worked out perfectly. Two people final week of the season, they each pick different teams. They both lose, but that tiebreaker came in and uh, it sucks to lose on a tiebreaker, but at the same time you lost, like you picked the wrong team anyways. So all you had to do is pick the winning team and you would have won. Um, yeah. By the way, the total run scored was 54, and the person that obviously guessed closest to that total won. And mm-hmm. blind man, they just happened to guess a little bit of a higher number because he wasn't really close either. <coughs> yep, right. Exactly. So um, that that's kind of a recap there on our regular season. Um, I also want to – well, I'll save it for the end of the show. But anyway, so – what our plan for this episode is, we're going to take our Patreon questions that we got sent in today. Um, there's a few really good ones that we're going to hit on. And then uh, we're going to go conference by conference, all 27 conference tournaments, because three of them, uh, well, there's two that are going on right now. And then one, the Big West doesn't have one. But we'll go through, kind of introduce the uh, the situation for the tournament, how many teams got in, what the bracket kind of looks like, and then we'll make our picks. And the way we're going to score this, Dimitri, just you versus me, is if you pick a one seed and the one seed wins the tournament, that's one point. But like if you picked a 10 seed and the 10 seed won the tournament, that's 10 points. So it's numerically based. Uh, so if you pick all one seeds, like you got a good chance of getting more right. But if you pick like an eight seed and they win it all, that's eight points. That's equal to eight one seeds winning it. And then we'll have a little uh, score tally at the end. So that'll be a, a fun little game between us. And if you're listening. So that's that's almost like the confidence thing in the NFL or yeah. your bowl pick them where you put a confidence score. Kind of. But it's more just related to the seed in the tournament that they are. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of similar. A little twist. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Dimitri, you still haven't wished me happy birthday yet today. No. It's your birthday today? Uh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ben. Feliz cumpleaños. Thank you for that. Um, even though it's not my birthday anymore in Italy, where you're at, but I still have a couple hours here on the East Coast. And you know, I was waiting for a nice little message from you, but it's okay. Man, I feel bad. I missed my freaking my partner, my partner in crime, my business partner, <laughs> my business partner in crime birthday. It's I missed good. it. Um, I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I really don't care. I'm not a big birthday person. I don't like I mean, post it on, if, I don't post it on social what? media or anything. So You know what? If you don't have a Facebook, you don't know anybody's birthday. If somebody exactly. says they know your birthday and they don't have a Facebook, they're lying. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't use Facebook. I haven't used Facebook in ten years, so I don't. I miss everybody's birthday. Shit, I missed my aunt's birthday the other day. I felt bad about that one too. Yeah, that's the truth. Facebook is the only way I get birthdays. Like literally, the only way. I, I, I can't remember people's birthdays. I met, I met a person a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about something about dates, calendars, and she whipped out her phone and was like trying to show me your calendar and they were just cluttered with birthdays and how and i was just like what is wrong with you i was like do you actually go in there and manually input these things and like i was like what if you break up with somebody do you go in there and delete their birthday out of your calendar like how do you do how does this work it's like like, it's like her draft big board 
she was like, I have OCD with my calendar. I'm like, well, good for you. You're not missing any birthdays. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and get this thing started because I want to go ahead and get these. Um, I want to go ahead and get these Patreon questions hammered out because I've been waiting seven hours to read them. That's whenever we posted it on our Patreon. So first one here is from Dylan Moore. It's uh, who is a sleeper team to capture a stolen bid next weekend? So key word here is stolen bid. Um, whenever I think of stolen bid, I think of a one bid league where a team is like well and comfortable in RPI to get an at large, even if they don't win. So somebody like the East Carolinas, the Campbells, the um, Northeasterns. They're not stealing a bid. Oh wow! I think I interpreted this question wrong. No, it'll be like a t- like it'll be like if, for example, if East Carolina were to lose their conference tournament, or Campbell were to lose, or North that's what East I'm saying. Tournament. Okay, we're on the same page here. Yeah. So because, yeah, like, so for example, wait, wait, wait. Actually, so, like, for example, if like Oral Roberts doesn't win their conference tournament, they're not getting in the tournament as an at large as of right now. They're close, but they wouldn't. No, they're not even close, dude. They're they're seventy seven RPI. Oh, I thought they were seventy one. That might have been Samford. I don't know, but I I think the first the first place you have to look to answer this question, like who's a sleeper team to capture a stolen bid, is really anybody in the American Conference. The American has East Carolina, who is like by far the best RPI team. And then I think the next highest is in the nineties with Houston. But I said this a couple episodes ago. I, for some reason, I still believe in this UCF team and the, and the like in their offense and their like veteran leadership, their athleticism. I th- I think UCF could easily win this American tournament just based off a of skill. Yeah. Uh, so dead. This is funny. You're on the UCF train. I'm like, I left the UCF train two months ago. Well, it won't be pretty. It won't be pretty, but they are a sleeper team. I got you. I, let me give you this one. I think we will have a stolen bid coming out of the Missouri Valley Conference. I don't think Indiana State wins that conference tournament. That I conference tournament is tough. State, Evansville, Southern Illinois, one of those teams won in that tournament. Yeah, Missouri State won it last year as an eight seed. That tournament's always so, crazy. So, um, yeah, I really think that. I could also see a stolen bid coming out of the conference USA with yeah oh yeah um, D- uh, UTSA Charlotte FAU Western Kentucky Louisiana Tech I mean Middle Tennessee's got a front line um, starter fr- Friday night starter first round guy so or first or second round something like that so uh, yeah I, Dallas Baptist could easily lose that conference USA that's another stolen bid I, I think there's going to be plenty of stolen bids this year three or four. Sunbelt could have one. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that Sunbelt tournament is going to be a freaking grind. I mean, mm-hmm. Louisiana needs to win it. Texas State needs to win it. App State needs to win it. Georgia, Georgia Southern could be a sneaky play to win that tournament. Oh, if they get no doubt. hot and play to their best of their ability for a week, mm-hmm. they can win it. No doubt. Um, all right, next question here is from Jim McDonald. So with all the excitement of another 64-team tournament starting in a couple of weeks, what three schools do you think should have a Division I baseball team? He has three listed. He has SMU, SMU, Tulsa, UTEP. 
And then Matt Perkins replied, number four, Iowa State. There's a, there's a lot of like big schools that don't have baseball With programs. Go Badger. Well, I, I would like to see Colorado get a baseball team. I want. Oh yeah, I mean, Wisconsin would just be another middle of the road Penn State esque, right? Big Ten team. Yeah, so I, I look at Colorado. I think the Mile High, like you know, the ball would be flying there. It'd be good to watch. Uh, there's like Colorado State. There's North Texas is surprisingly the Mean Green. Yeah, that's a good like recruiting hotbed over there. Uh, in the where Denton. is North Texas? It's in Denton. D E N T O N North of Dallas or something. I think it's just northeast of Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe just east. But um, yeah, SMU is a good answer there. Tulsa, another private school at Oklahoma, that would be a good one. UTEP would be interesting. They're very tip, very far west, Texas. But you could get some like Arizona talent. You could get some um, New Mexico talent. Like, I mean, California. El Paso would be a straight, literally knife stabbing into the side of UTSA. They would be recruiting the same player. Not really. They're like probably, they're probably still six or seven hours apart. What the hell else is out there? Lubbock? Lubbock, Abilene. Uh, I don't even know where Abilene is. In far Texas. west, far west Texas. Northwest is okay, so they would just they would just get the breadcrumbs for the first couple of years. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that that one. I think Wisconsin. I like your Colorado play. Iowa State's a good pick too. I love Iowa State. I think they need a baseball team. I agree. All right. Um, next question here is from Ben Zamaron. Zamaron. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry, Ben. But what, which most deserving team gets snubbed and what reasons will the committee give if brought up and what reasons will it be it for? Or what reasons will it be for? Um, so, oh, and then he, he comments right below, like this question is probably better for next week, but we can make a prediction. Like what most deserving yeah, that's teams... A, that's, a, that's a question for next Monday yeah. or Sunday. I think if there is a team that gets snubbed, it'll be a... Texas I, State... Yeah, I could see a Sunbelt team. Like if if Troy slips up in the tournament, they could get snubbed. I don't know. That's that's the next we'll we'll bring that question up next week, Ben. Yeah, come, let's come back to that. Um this one's from Matt Perkins. Will the SEC break the previous record of seven hosts? I can argue nine teams are deserving. I, I don't I don't see how they don't break it this year. I did my field of sixty four projection yesterday, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that means you have Auburn or Tennessee as your eighth host. Yeah, I have Auburn is seven and Tennessee is eight. So you skipped over Alabama. Yeah, so Alabama has lost a lot of SEC series. Now they've swept a few, but I think they've lost four SEC series this year. And they lost the head-to-head to Auburn. Two, no, Alabama beat Auburn, didn't they? 0 and 4, 1 and 4, 2 and 4, 2 and 5, 3 and 5, 4 and 5, 5 and 5 in SEC series. Yeah. I don't remember the reasoning why I had Alabama. And, I mean, I had Auburn and not Alabama. I mean, hey, I mean, 
Auburn had one more SEC win. They have the same amount of quad one win. But I think Alabama beat Auburn head-to-head, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, Auburn got a stronger non-conference schedule. Um, Alabama does have the head-to-head, so that's a really interesting – I know why I did it. It was because of the SEC tournament. I think Alabama's (laughs) going to get knocked out pretty early. And then I think Auburn and Tennessee have better fair, like favorable matchups moving forward. Fair um, enough. But, anyways, so yeah, I think I think at least seven, but probably eight. Probably Alabama, eight. Tennessee, and Auburn. If they play well in Hoover, it's they'll, they'll they're one hundred percent break the record. Right. All right. Now this next question is like one of my favorites here. It's from Adam Sturm. So rank them in order of which one you guys get most excited for. All right. So we have opening day, regionals, super regionals, college world series. Um, and he said also happy birthday cake or cupcakes. I had a cake and it was delicious. Um, yeah, Ben, can we, I think we are going to agree on number one. Number one is regionals. By far. Thank you. Thank you. By far and away, the best number one is regional. Yeah, so I'll go regionals, opening day, college world series, super regionals. Opening day, college world series, super regionals. I would argue regional, super regionals, college world series, opening day. I see. I, I never get as excited for super regionals. I think that one's last for me. It's better than opening day. No, dude, I love opening day. Me too, but like I so like, I get the most excited for regionals by far. And then the second College most World exciting World. is opening day. For me. College World Series, I I've lost all my like luster. Like I'm I'm over it at that point. It sucks because there's a lot less teams, but I get more excited for the College World Series than the Super Regionals. That's interesting because Super it's like that weekend where you can taste Omaha, but 50% of those teams don't get there. You made it yeah. so damn far. You are so close, and you just don't get there. And it just might as well have lost in a regional. Obviously, no, it's better than a regional, but it's like it's Omaha or bust, dude. Yeah, I, I just have never been as excited for Super Regionals. That's Obviously, I still I still get excited. Don't like I, I don't hate Super Regionals, but – Compared to opening day, like I like opening day more than the College World Series. I think regional, super regional, opening day, College World Series for me. And College World Series, I think, is one of those events where just like high school baseball state championship games, they get played in massive pro ballparks. Like, for example, in Georgia, they just played a bunch of state championship games at the Brave Stadium. And it's empty. It's just a straight echo chamber. It's terrible. It is horrible. I think they should play it at the higher seas home field at a high school and pack that place out all the way around the field. Same thing with the college world. That's my only issue. Is it feels like it's not a true college park. Like It just feels like a big league pro ballpark. I kind of see what you're saying. I, I get like Rosenblatt didn't have that pro big ballpark feel. Right. Okay. I, I, I thought that's where you were heading with it because I mean, I do enjoy seeing all the teams just play on the same exact field. Agreed. Like that, that is nice. Um, but there, there's still just something about, like, I still think like 
Charles Schwab Field is incredible. Like I Ooh, went there. It's a beautiful ballpark. It's just too pro-y feel. It's just too like too perfect. Like college baseball is the epitome of not being perfect. And so like Rosenblatt with this is just nostalgic, nostalgic coming out of me right now. But Rosenblatt had your beach balls. Obviously, Charles Schwab had beach balls too. But it's like old bleachers and a little more flavor. Yeah, not as pro ballpark feel. Still got that college feel. The fans are on top of you. Like it's just a different. I wish they would have built it more like a tailgating scene. And the fans are on top of the players rather than the pro feel, and you're, they become completely unaccessible. Yeah. Okay. That's a fair argument, but we'll, we'll just move on from there. Um, there was one more question here. This one was from. Let me pull it up real fast. Sorry. How do I get to my DMs on Discord? I always, I always forget. You swipe it to the right, from left to right. And then the top left, you click the little. Oh, message. I see it. I see it. I see it. So this one is from Jrod14 or 814. He said, Hey, Ben, quick question for the pod. Uh, just need to highlight John West shoving seven innings at Fenway for a game raising money for the disease that took his father from him. So John West's dad, I guess, uh, pitcher for Boston College, um, his dad, I guess, passed away from ALS. And so the game that they were playing against Notre Dame at Fenway was for like ALS or awareness. And he said, he's like absolute stud. Anyways, what are the realistic chances Boston college and other bubble hosting teams have to host and what do they have to do to get there? So uh, basically he's asking like, does Boston college have a chance to host? And two wins in, two wins in Durham will really make it interesting. I think if they get to the semifinals in, in Durham, so they have to win at, win their pool, and I think they're a lock just because they do have the regional, like geographic thing covered up in the Northeast. There's really nobody else. UConn fell out, Maryland fell out, so Boston I'm College telling, up in the Northeast fits kind of what the committee's looking for. Boston College making it out of pool play in Durham will. 100% be way more deserving to host in a school like Indiana State. Um, yep. so I just don't believe Indiana State should host, man. Their schedule is a tough schedule, but they didn't do anything with it. That's my issue. So a school like Boston College should 100%. If they make it out of – I don't even think they need to make it to the semifinals to be in a strong hosting picture. Um, but a slam dunk would be making the semifinals. Yeah. All right, and then this last Patreon question – is um is from me, Dimitri. You ready for it? Oh no. So out of the three-way tie in the Big 12, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas, which one deserves to host? Oh my God. Um because all because all West Virginia had to do was win one game against Texas and they got swept. So it was going to be my first – I was going to make one point for each team, why they should and why they shouldn't. West Virginia, they were they, – they just quietly were in the top half of the Big 12 standing most of the year. Um, I think they have a strong resume. They have a strong case. Um, their strength of schedule non-count doesn't help. But 
when it comes to recency bias with the committee, they absolutely choked it away. Unless they recoup their losses in the Big 12 tournament, I think West Virginia should not host because that was basically a playoff atmosphere. You win one, you host yep. kind of play-in game, and they didn't yep. do it. They didn't get the job done. So West Virginia, for me, is out. Oklahoma State and Texas. They literally, their schedule, their resumes are basically identical. So I would just give the tiebreaker to Oklahoma State for the head-to-head over Texas, and I would give it to Oklahoma State. That's simple. Mm -hmm. So in my regional projections, I actually had Texas here. And it's solely because I think the committee loves giving Texas regionals. They, they love do. they love just finding a way to get Texas as like a you know 16 seed or a 15 seed, having something there in Austin. Uh, they know they're going to sell out every game. Doesn't matter if Texas is playing or not, and it it just fits. It's right in the middle of the state of Texas, so any team can be sent there. Let me give you a scenario here, and I want you to say: Would you be triggered? Will you be pissed off, or will you be like, "Yep, news coming, and I'm not mad about it." Final hosting spot comes down to Dallas Baptist or Texas. Who gets it? You got to give it to Texas. You do. You 100% have to give it to Texas over Dallas Baptist. Right. Because you're just going to make way more money giving it to Texas. They have much nicer, like they have the Longhorn Network. So you don't have to worry about cameras or camera angles or broadcasting people. Um, and there's just a lot that goes into hosting a regional like behind the scenes. And Texas has it down to a T and it sucks. Sorry, Dallas Baptist. But like you guys just don't have the same experience that Texas has or the money to get it done. Uh, they would they would 100% give it to Texas and then they would make Dallas Baptist the two seed there. Getting metrically nerdy here. Texas had the better strength of, of schedule. Texas had the better non-conference strength of schedule. Texas had more win in the quad in the top 100 team. I mean, it, all of those metrics are important. And Texas is only six spots behind the RPI. So is it that much of a difference? No. And that area is super crowded. It's really small, actually. So DBU's RPI, I think it's going to drop to about 21 to 25 range by the end of conference tournament. Texas will be top 18, I think. Yep, if, they, I think if, they, if they win one, the first one, and then play the second one. Because right. remember, it's a neutral site. So a win in a neutral site is better than a home win. So yep. um, I think Texas will get it. And I think Oklahoma State deserves it out of the three big uh, 12 teams the most. So. Okay. Nice. And you can argue. You can argue the other two to their more too, but I just made my argument and why. Yep. All right. So let's do this here. Let's go all the way through these conferences. Okay. Conference tournaments. We'll start here. Hey, can we do? Start? Can we do something real quick before we get into conference tournament? Sure, man. What you want? One. Texas. I think that this year just proved that the school of Texas doesn't like some schools rebuilding is, is, is not an excuse anymore. What yeah. Texas did, they lost literally their whole entire starting lineup and their, their, their ace. And they're back as Big 12 champs. Number one overall, a number one seed in the Big 12 tournament with a team that arguably didn't play at all last year in terms of players. They got no mm -hmm. PT time last year. So shout out to Texas, other schools. 
rebuilding is not an excuse. I mean, if, if, I mean, wait, I mean, uh, sorry, Arkansas doesn't rebuild. They reload. Texas reloads. Florida, kind of, the last couple of years were kind of interesting, but South Carolina, they t- you hear rebuilding all the time. Vanderbilt, for the most part, they reload. So yep. if you want to be a top 20 program in the country, there's no such thing as rebuilding. Yeah, go Number after two. the transfer portal. Go after the top recruits. I get it done. And develop your freshmen to be ready to go when mm-hmm. the next the next class is out on their way out. Um, number two, West Virginia. What did you do? And what happened? Duh! You cannot <laughs> choke away a magic number of one in a three game series the final weekend. You've got to find a way to get one. And people could say, "Oh, the magical season, uh, yada yada, fantastic year for West Virginia." Here's my take on that. Somebody needs to step up. One yeah. of your three starters needs to step the hell up and go. I'm not talking about complete game shutout. I'm talking five inning, two run. Give your t- team a chance to have the lead in the sixth inning or be one swing away. They got blown out all three games. It wasn't even close. So it was never close. Game, you know, just somebody needs to step up. Yep. Yeah, um, but you're number right. Three, Campbell, you almost choked away. You almost choked a lot of things away because. If they would have lost that third game, their RPI would have dropped about 25. If they don't perform in that Big South tournament, they drop into the 30s real quick. I'm telling you, it happened this fast. How you can be from a slam dunk potential regional host to, oh, my God, what just happened? So Campbell yeah. avoided some, some scary things there. Number four. Um, what, was, what was I going to say? What was my number four point? Um, number four point. Oh, teams, some team just just never go away. TCU is right back in it. They will be in the postseason this year. But two or three weeks ago, you would have thought no way. Yeah. I mean, um, two, two weeks ago, you were thinking like, God. Well, actually, it was not this past weekend, but the week before that was when you were like, dude, they're not going to make the tournament. And Yeah, I agree. And my, here's my last point my last just kind of thing from the past week and the past week cal state fullerton what is you doing until tonight they finally won they were on an eight game losing streak and they basically lost the big west title i mean they yeah. are a game oh wow it updated their their time wow but santa barbara and cal state fullerton are tied heading into the final weekend of the big west because UC San Diego, like you mentioned, is not um, eligible for the automatic for the Yeah. Or what did you call it? Um, what did you transferring of conferences, whatever? Yeah, they went from D2 to D1. All right. Yeah. Promotion. So, Santa Barbara got on the road at Hawaii this weekend. Cal State Fullerton is at Cal Poly. So, Santa Barbara played the Sixth place team, Cal State Fullerton played the eighth place team. Both tied heading into the final weekend, and Fullerton got the tiebreaker. Can they do it? Yeah, it's crazy. And and Santa Barbara will probably get in at large, I think. But I don't Fullerton know, 49 won't. RPI. They're, they're sweating a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they're sweating. But, yeah, Fullerton just total choke job down the stretch. They won that Friday night game against TCU three weeks ago. And then lost eight straight after that until tonight. I mean, dude, 
I mean, my God. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been there. It hurts. It sucks. Cause you feel like there's just nothing you can do. Um, they got swept by UC San Diego, lost series to Long Beach, got the finale today, which was humongous. So, mm-hmm. um, yep, those are my four points. Cool. Let's do the ACC sure. here. So here ACC go. tournament is four pools of three teams. So 12 teams make it. Louisville misses out and Florida State misses out, which is crazy. Probably two of the better college baseball programs in history, both missing the conference tournament. But anyway, so it's four pools of three teams. Everybody plays two pool games, and it starts Tuesday, 11 a.m. Central. I'm sorry, 11 a.m. Eastern, Virginia Tech and Boston College. And so they play two pool play games, and then – if you go two and zero, oh, you move on to the next round. If you go one and one, the higher seed advances to the semifinals. So, for example, if like Virginia Tech, Boston College, and Clemson all went one and one in their pool, then Clemson would advance because Clemson is the three seed, and Virginia Tech and Boston College are like the six and the nine seed or something like that. I don't know exactly, but. Um, Anyway, so you're just trying to go two and zero, or if you go one and one, like you got to just you got to be the better team from the regular season. But anyway, so four pools, three teams, four days. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all pool play games, and then semifinals Saturday, finals Sunday. This is at the Durham Bulls ballpark in Durham, North Carolina. Three games a day: eleven a.m., three p.m., and seven p.m. The game I'm most interested for, I would say North. I mean, uh, I mean, probably NC State Duke. I was thinking. I was. I was really looking at that one. I was also looking at the. Um, Boston College, Clemson's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all, a lot of them are pretty good. I mean, Duke, Miami, if Miami takes another one from Duke and makes mm-hmm. it three out of four in the past week, they've got, they've got, they, they've got to be a dunk to host. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think NC State Duke is a good one. I think, honestly, I think Clemson, Virginia Tech, because Virginia Tech is also on life support. Virginia Tech. I think Virginia RPI, they're on life support. I mean, they probably need to get three wins in this tournament to get to 15 SEC wins, two at minimum, make the semifinal, then you're in a good spot. But they're they're definitely on the bubble. What are, what are your thoughts on NC State? They're 13 and 16 in conference, but their RPI is like 24. 26 right now. 26. Um, I think they're in the tournament. If they win, if, if I think 14 ACC win is a very good benchmark to reach. 15, I think they're in. So, yeah. I mean, they're 17 and 18 against top 100 team. Um, I just think, I just think, 16 and 16. I think 13 and 16 is not a terrible spot. But looking at this, looking at this, uh, this tournament, they've got Miami and Duke, who are also hungry, who are also not just chilling. Like Wake Forest, probably chilling. Virginia and Clemson are chilling. They don't have that much pressure because they're all hosting. So Miami and Duke are still kind of hungry. NC State got in a, in a pool with two teams that are still ready to play. Yeah. 
So who's your pick? Who, who are you going to pick to win the tournament? I'm going to go with – and you know what? It, history says take Clemson here because North Carolina got hot one year, won it, won it. Duke got hot one year. I don't think the Duke win. I don't think Duke won the AC tournament recently. Yeah, I think they did in 2021 or 2019. They did. They did. Am I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I thought I would. All right. So history says hot. The hot team wins this tournament every time. But I'm going to go out on a limb here. North Carolina played really well in this tournament every time. Yeah, the, um, North Carolina won it in 2019 and 2022. Yep. Duke D- Duke won it in 2021. Yep. Um let's go with I I don't think Wake Forest wins this tournament. I'll go I'm going to go with Ooh, this is this is hard, man. This is hard. Give me. I got. I got. I mean, I got to go with Clemson here. All right. Number three. So that's three points, right? Yep, I'm writing it down too. So Clemson, three points. All right, I'm taking Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, eleven point. Of the 11 seed. I look at their bracket. They have Virginia and North Carolina in their pool. I think they could beat both of those teams. And once you're in the semifinals, it's like whatever happens, happens. So I don't know. I'll, I'll take a long shot here. I think Georgia Tech, their offense is finally clicking again. Like they're finally healthy. And uh, I'm going to take a long shot here. 11 seed. Try to get 11 points on the board. All right. All right, so um, East. Yep. So last year, <clears throat> actually not last year, but Maine won the regular season title here. They're the one seed, and it's the top six. Um, yeah, top six teams in the conference. So you have Maine, UMBC, Bryant, UMass Lowell, Binghamton, and New Jersey Institute of Technology. So it's uh, first top two seeds get a bye. So. Maine and UMBC both get a bye, and then just strictly double elimination from there. Are you using? Are you on our website going through the conferences? Yeah. Hey, sh- hey, all the listeners, little sneak preview: our conference tournaments, like central page area, is going to be awesome. We will be releasing it tomorrow. It will be live um, for all of you to see. Um, you probably could find it now. I mean, yeah, you could definitely find it now if you really wanted to find it, but it will be completely updated and ready to go tomorrow. But yeah, it's accessible and it's awesome. So anyway, back to uh, what you were saying. Yeah, so this it's being hosted by Binghamton at Binghamton's like brand new, like $60 million facility from an anonymous donor. Um, I'm going to make my pick. I'll take Binghamton here. They're the three seed. I was, gonna, I was I was leaning Binghamton. Yep, they're the three seed, and they're at home. And I think they beat New Jersey Institute of Technology and UMBC. Um, so yeah, they'll be in the semifinals with Maine. I'll take the chance. I'll take the chances with them in Maine in the semifinals. Right, you're going with the Binghamton. You know what's their mascot? They're the Bearcats. At a boy. Um, I'm going to roll with the four seed. Let me, let me check one thing here. 
Um, ooh, let's see. Let's see. If they pass my one metric, I want to see. I'm taking them. Yikes! 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 Can they rebound? Yep, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go with the four seed Bryant Bulldogs. So you're gonna take four seed Bryant Bulldogs. Let me write it down here. All right, we'll move the American tournament, and it's in Clearwater, Florida, like it always is, and East Carolina. Talk about East Carolina winning the American regular season after back-to-back series losses. They looked dead. They got swept by Wichita State, lost to Houston two out of three. Um, but hey, they ended up winning the turn or winning the regular season. They're the one seed in the tournament, and they won this tournament last year, and it got them a national seed, the eight seed. Now I can't pull up the bracket on our website. Can you? I don't know why. I was just wondering the same thing. Um, but I have it pulled up, so I'll just – you want me to just read it out? Yeah, just read it off. Um, I'm pretty it's sure it's eight. just eight teams, right? And then it's double elimination. Yeah, if their website would let me click on – there we go, Championship Central. All right. Uh Oh, that's right. They didn't have. Okay, where's the bracket? Let me click on the bracket. Um, open new tab. Give me a bracket. Give me a bracket. They're not giving. They don't have a bracket to click on. Why is that? Yeah, they, that's why I don't have it because they don't have one um, available. Anyway, so this is how it works. Tuesday. So it's double elimination, uh, eight teams in it. So East Carolina, one, Houston, two, Wichita, three, UCF, four, Cincinnati, five, USF, no, Memphis, six, Tulane, seven, USF, eight. So it's uh, one versus eight, two versus seven, yada, yada. And then and they're, they're playing four games day one on Tuesday, starting at yep. 9 a.m. Yep. And so, and then it goes, the losers of all those games play on Wednesday. Winners get a day off. And then mm-hmm. Thursday is winner's game. Friday is obviously play, uh, semifinal, uh, yeah, semifinals. Winner's bracket, semifinal. And then Saturday is loser's bracket, um, quarterfinal, loser's bracket, semi to get into the championship. Then is it a winner take all championship? Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. So what, what do you got? Uh, I already said UCF as the uh, as the four seed. I think they win it. I think they're going to shock the world. I I love it. I love it. That's a really bold pick. I'm going to go with the two seed Houston Cougars. All right. Um. All right. Now, yeah. Back to the website here, and uh, so we have Atlantic Ten. This is in Richmond, Virginia, hosted by VCU. And VCU didn't even qualify for the tournament. So that's a little sad. I feel bad that's for those a, guys. Is that an oof moment? Yeah, that's an oof moment. And uh, so it's going to start on Tuesday, 11 a.m. And it's seven teams in the tournament. One seed gets a bye. St. Joseph's won the A-10 regular season. And they have a first-year head coach. So props to them. Uh, they get a bye. They play the winner of number four, number five seed, St. Louis and Richmond. 
two seed Davidson, three seed Dayton, six seed George Mason, and seven seed Rhode Island. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take George Mason here as a six seed. Ooh, spicy! What did George Mason's mascot? Patriots. What? Aren't they the Patriots? George Mason Patriot. What are they? They are the George Mason Patriots. Yep, they are. They are. They are. That was I just, just straight. I remember gut. their logo had the shooting star, and yeah. I couldn't remember. That was straight gut instinct. I didn't even think about it. I just remembered. I'm a boy. That's big time. All right. Um, I've got a team on my radar, and let me make a quick little search. Rody, let's see what Rody, Rody, Rhode Island. All right, got swept by St. Joseph, beat UMass, swept VCU. Um, they kind of went on a hot, and now they're going to heat up again. Give me up, yep, I love it. Give me Rhode Island at the seventh seed. That for the longest time they had the best RPI in that conference. I'm not sure what happened to them. Did they get cold? I don't. Uh, yeah, they got cold for a little while in the, um, in the middle of April, end of April, beginning of May, and then they swept BCU to. I mean, it looks like to get in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I picked George Mason is up until this last weekend where they lost two out of three to St. Joe's, uh, who ended up winning the conference regular season. They won something like nine of their last ten before that. So um, they're playing good ball, and I, I trust George Mason as a six seed. They get Dayton in the first round and then Davidson, Rhode Island in the second. So I like, I don't know. I like their chances to get through. But you took Rhode Island as a seven seed. Yep. All right. I'm writing that down. Rhode Island. I have seven. it all written down too. So, okay, cool. All right. Next one here is the Atlantic Sun, the A Sun tournament. And this one is. Did I, I think I posted the wrong. Unupdate. Yep. Nope. It's not updated on their website either. So let me see here. It says postseason seeds revealed. Okay. All right. No, cool. I, I know. So they they have the weirdest tournament structure out of any tournament. So what they do is they have two pools. They have the one, two, three, and four seed pool. That's pool A, and then they have five, six, seven, and eight seed pool, pool B, and they play three pool play games in each. And then the top team from five, six, seven, eight moves into the semifinals. And then the top yeah. three seeds or the top three teams in pool A, which is one, two, three, and four, um, move to the semifinals. So basically, they the reason why they do it is because they reward the top four seeds um, pretty heavily. Like they want three of the top four seeds in the semifinals, and they want one team five through eight. To have the, a chance uh, to have a chance in the semifinals, so um, it's really weird. You'll probably have to look at it on paper. I probably didn't explain it good enough, but it, it's kind of a cool format for these mid-major tournaments because you're like, all right, you get rewarded for having the best regular season. So the top four teams, like you, you have a seventy-five percent chance of making the semifinals, and then if you're the five through eight then like you have a 25% chance to get to the semifinals, which is probably better than if you were just playing a double elimination. So the, um, 
at the end of the day, I'm going to go ahead and make my pick here. I think I'm going to take Lipscomb as the one seed. I, I think Lipscomb is the best team in this conference, even though everybody, including myself, has been all over Florida Gulf Coast. Um, but yeah, Lipscomb straight up has, I mean, what they finished 21 and nine this year or something like that. Yep. Um, I'm going with Florida Gulf Coast at the two seed. I think Lipscomb took the regular season. Um, they played really well, but I think Gulf Coast is going to end up being the better team in this tournament. Yeah. The other teams in the tournament, um, let me just go ahead and read them off to you real quick. Just give them some love. It was Stetson, Jacksonville State. Um, I have to pull it up now. Shoot. I just clicked off. There we go. So Lipscomb, the one, Florida Gulf Coast, two, Stetson, three, Jacksonville State, four, Jacksonville, five, Liberty, six, East K- Eastern Kentucky, seven, and then Austin P eight. So basically, Jacksonville, Liberty, Eastern Kentucky, and Austin P will be in Pool B. So only one of those teams will reach the semifinals. And then Lipscomb, Florida Gulf Coast, Stetson, and Jacksonville State, three of those four teams will reach the semifinals. And then it's just a uh, single elimination semifinals. All right. Um, next conference tournament here, we have the Big 12. Hosted in Arlington, Texas, Globe Life Field. Oklahoma won it last year when they were scorching hot. And the bracket is, if, dude, if I'm not mistaken, it's just double elimination, right? Yep, it's double elimination, but it's two sides, two sides. basically two division, double elimination, each division, and then the it's, winners. It's college world division, series, college world off. series, yeah, college world series format. Yep. So on one side of the bracket, you have Texas as the one seed, TCU four, Kansas State five, and Kansas eight, and then on the other side, you have Oklahoma State two, West Virginia three, Texas Tech six, and Oklahoma seven. I'll let, uh, I'll let you pick first here. In Kansas, eight, that what you said? Yeah. I'm going to go with number two, Oklahoma State. Okay. I'm going to counter that. I'm going to take number four, TCU. They're playing good ball right now. TCU. And they played good baseball in this ballpark the first weekend in that uh, State Farm showdown. Yeah, um, yeah, they did. Uh, but I think Oklahoma State essentially, I mean, this sounds stupid the way I say this. I think they showed they're, for the most part, been the best team all year from day one to day fit or game 56 um, with some slip-ups here that, you know, against West Virginia and stuff. But overall, I really like this Oklahoma State team. I think they're old. They're mature. I think they'll get it done and, and bring a regional back to Stillwater. Yeah. Nice. All right. Big East next. So the Big East tournament is in Mason, Ohio at Prasco Park, which if you we live close, Prasco Park. If you live close there, you got to go to a game. It's free entry, so that you don't have to buy a ticket. Free concession stands. You don't have to pay for food or drinks. And they have one of the coolest like right field bleachers that I've ever seen. It's just like super tall. It kind of looks like the San Francisco Giants. Uh, right field, super tall. You got you got seats up there, um, and it's only uh, it's only four teams that are making it. You got UConn is the one, Xavier two, Seton Hall three, and Georgetown four, and it's just a double elimination. That's it. 
basically a regional format. Yep. Um, Davier was in first place heading into the final weekend, and they slipped up. Um, Davier really had a chance to win this regular season title, but I'm going to stick with UConn here, the one seed. Yeah, it's probably the safest play, to be honest, especially in this kind of format. I'll take UConn as the one seed as well. All right, now we have the Big South. Campbell, we already talked about it, but Campbell won the regular season. They were up three games going into the last weekend against USC Upstate. Okay, they were up two games. You're right. And they lost the first two games. So it was a winner-take-all on Saturday. Campbell ended up coming back and winning that game to win the Big South regular season. But in 12 the, inning, dude. Yeah. Tip of the cap to USC Upstate. They took their asses to the wire. Took them to the to the very end. Yeah, really impressed with them there. And um, so this tournament, I think it's different than last year because it's only the top four seeds. I thought last year it was top eight, but anyways, it's it's at High Points Field, which they had it that we they had it at that stadium last year, and. Campbell ended up losing the first game to Charleston Southern. Remember yep, that? Came all the way back. All the way back through the loser's bracket, and, and they won the whole thing. But um, only four teams here. So we have Campbell as the one seed, USC Upstate as the two, Winthrop as the three, Gardner-Webb as the four. I'm going to take – Wow. If one or two, I know you're considering the two. I'm going to take Campbell. It's going to be hard to beat them twice. Yep. I'm taking Campbell as well. I think I think Upstate had the great shot, but I I just don't see Upstate going to four and one against Campbell. Basically, yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Yeah, give me Campbell here. I'll, I'll die on that sword. All right. All right, Big Ten is next. So this one's at Charles Schwab Field in Omaha, as it always is. And the the, the bracket is eight teams. So Omaha you have – What? Oh, yeah, it's Omaha. College World Series. Yeah, College World Series style. So you have the top bracket. You got Indiana as the two seed, Iowa three seed, Michigan six seed, Illinois seven seed. And then on the bottom half, you have Maryland, one seed, Michigan State, eight seed, Nebraska, four seed, and Rutgers, five seed. Now, last year, this was probably my favorite tournament to watch on TV because these games went until like 2 a.m. Because of the rain, rain as soon as the rain come, that, that, those games are on until 3 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, because they're playing four games a day, I think. Now, they have three scheduled a day. Yeah, three per day. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But, um, dude, for this tournament, I mean, I think Maryland's a lock to be in the tournament. I think Iowa's a lock, and I think uh, Indiana. I think the Big Ten is, like, comfortably three teams. And I think there's going to be a fourth team here. I just don't know who I'm going to pick. Something something tells me it's just screaming out Illinois. I don't know why. Dude, this is the Mich- This is literally like Michigan imitational every year. I feel like Michigan every year shows up to the Big Ten tournament and turns into freaking 
yeah. The best they're, team. They're going to get Brody Brecht game one, 10 a.m. I don't know if Brecht will throw that game because that won't be on his schedule, uh, pitching schedule. Yeah, but Iowa also – Iowa still – I know I just said they're comfortably in the tournament, but they might not think that. I don't know. I just I just know Brody Breck is not throwing game one. Okay. I don't know that confirmed factual, but I'm going to go ahead and say that. Uh, so who are you going with here? I'll take – wow, dude, I don't know what it is, but Illinois is screaming – I'm taking Illinois as a seven seed. I literally have no idea why I'm doing this, but I can't keep my eyes off of them. Give me them as the seven seed here. All right. Um, I'm really concerned with Maryland. They, they Their pitching has been bad. They just are out slugging teams. Like their offense yeah. is the only reason why they're even in this, why they're regular season champs. Um, their pitching has been bad. Michigan State has shown some promise. If they can get through that game against Maryland, they could be pretty good. But I'm going to go with, um, man, I really like Indiana here. But I'm, 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 I'm literally, I've got Indiana, Michigan State, Nebraska. Those are my three choices. Um. So you just you narrowed it down from three to or from eight teams to three teams. I'm gonna go with give me Indiana. All right. And they're the two seed. I do I do not like the idea of Iowa winning game one, Brody Brett going game two against Indiana. Possibly. Yeah. But if Michigan wins game one, I love Indiana's road. People forget, but so Illinois, I just looked at their schedule. They took two out of three against Southern Miss earlier this year on the road and Sam Houston. And they swept Michigan State just a couple weeks ago. I don't know what it is. I dude, something is screaming Illinois. Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. Inside hey, man, my I head. Wish you the best of luck. Yeah, thanks, dude. Anyways, we'll move here to the CAA. Charleston, uh, sorry, College of Charleston is hosting this tournament. And UNCW was the regular season champs. But the tournament here, you get um, top two teams get a bye and only six teams in the tournament. So UNCW and Elon both get a bye. And then Northeastern plays William & Mary as a three versus six matchup. And then Charleston plays Delaware uh, four versus five matchup. I think I'm taking Elon to win this. You're taking the Phoenix of Elon. Yeah, I like Elon as the two seed. All right. Um, I really like Northeastern here, to be honest. I mean, I think that is the greatest value for three-point. They were arguably the best team all year. Until you bring up year. a good point. Like, value-wise, them as a three seed is very nice. But they, gonna, I, I, but they don't get the buy. They don't get the buy, though. Which is I know, tough. that's fine. I like Northeastern at the three seed. All right. And then uh, next conference we have here is Conference USA. Dallas Baptist is the uh, regular season champs, and they're playing this tournament at Rice in Houston, Texas. 
The tournament structure is just eight teams. And it looks like it is, yep, College World Series format. So two, two brackets of four teams. You have UTSA as a two seed, Charlotte three seed, Louisiana Tech is six seed, and Middle Tennessee State is seven. The bottom half of the bracket, Dallas Baptist one, Rice eight, Western Kentucky four, and Florida Atlantic five. I'm going to take UTSA here as a two seed. UTSA the two. I, I don't think Dallas Baptist wins this tournament, and I think I think UTSA got humbled a little bit a couple weeks ago against Dallas Baptist. They did. They got punched in the mouth. Yeah, and I think if they match up in the championship, I think UTSA is going to have just way more to play for. Although Dallas Baptist, if they win this tournament, like they probably will host. Um. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I really like where I'm going with this one. Give me Florida Atlantic. I really like FAU at the five. They're playing really good baseball the last couple weekends. Um, I looked at them, too. I looked at them, too. FAU. Go Owls. You know what's kind of cool, though? Because so Rice, they have Parker Smith, who's their ace, workhorse. He's going game one at home against Dallas Baptist. So Rice could upset Dallas Baptist game one just because like you Parker's, know how these tournaments are. Yeah, and, and like Parker Smith's a dog. So if Rice wins, and then you have like Western Kentucky and Florida Atlantic winner, like they probably will be beat Rice game two. So like your Florida Atlanta pick is not bad at all. Hey, I'm gonna go with the team that probably they have the hitter of the year, but he's gonna win player of the year in, in the conference, Nolan Shanwell. Yeah. So Hey, if he if his bat is hot, I like FAU. Yeah, not a bad pick there. All right, next one we have here is the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, the MAC, and this uh, Fairfield, my regular season champs. I picked them. They won the regular season on the final weekend. Congratulations. Yep, and uh, so this tournament is being played at in Pomona, New York, Clover Stadium, which I think is. Home to it was like one of the minor league teams. I New York Mets. Then at the Mets, um... I don't remember who it was. I looked it up like last week, but it's not important. It's a minor league stadium, and the structure is six teams, and top two seeds get a buy. Now, what's cool about this one is it's kind of like the NFL playoffs from a few years ago where the one seed Fairfield will play the lower the lower seed winner. So yeah. Canisius is number three seed. They play number six seed Manhattan. And so if like Manhattan wins as a six seed, they'll go play Fairfield automatically. Um, if Canisius wins, then they'll play Ryder automatically. And then Niagara and Quinnipiac are the four and five seeds. Ryder is a two seed. They got to buy as well. I just wrote down my pick. I'm sold. I know. I already wrote yours down too. Ryder. I'm going with Ryder. I picked them to win the regular seed and they couldn't get it done. They'll get it done in the tournament. Yeah. They, they have some big wins too. They beat Duke last week or two weeks ago. Yep. I'll take Canisius here. Didn't they win it last year? Yeah, they did. They won it last year. 
they were in first place a lot of this year in this conference. Yep, they were. So, they were. Absolutely were. I like their value there as a three seed. All right. Next All right. one we have here is the actual Mac. Hey, and lice, camera, golden flash. Give me Kansas State at the one seed. Yeah, they, they won the regular totally, season. Dude, they skull drug. They skull drugged Ball State this past weekend. I mean, it was like I know it was, it was like double. They put up twenty or fifteen all three games, blew them out. Um, it wasn't even close. Kansas and, State, and dude, they're the sitting. Season. They're sitting in an at like an easy at large spot right now. Like they might not even have to win the tournament. Uh, uh, that's not true. Ken State's got a little bit of work to do because they're 47. They're RPI. sitting at 46 with 0-1 quad one record. That's garbage. They have to make noise in this tournament. Okay, I'm just saying, like they kind of played their way into a. You know how the bubble shrinks. That ain't that. Ain't, they are not close. Yeah. Anyway, so this tournament is only four teams, and it's hosted by Kent State. You already picked them to win it, right? So. Yeah, yep. Kent State is the one. So it's Kent State versus Western Michigan, and then Ball State versus Central Michigan. I'll take Central Michigan as the two seed here. Central Michigan in postseason time. Yep, they just always come through. All right. And let's see here. Next one we have is the Missouri Valley Conference. Everybody knows Indiana State just dominated this conference from start to finish. They went... What was their final? What were they? Twenty three and four. Yep. Conference play. Wow. Yep. So the tournament is hosted by Indiana State, and so it's at their home field. The structure is weird. It's not so the, weird. Well, the one in the two seeds get a bye. Seven teams in the tournament. Three versus four which is super weird. Um, so, let me see. So are you looking at it? So it's six versus seven. Plays of game seven. Wait, where is game seven? Oh, there's game seven. So yeah, the Indiana State is going to play seven and six seed. And then in the next round after that, they play – the winner of a loser's bracket game on the bottom. This bracket makes no sense to, in my head right now. It's really weird. They really complicated this one. So basically, Indiana State has a chance. Yeah, they have a chance to advance to the quarterfinal by eliminating someone from the loser's bracket. Yeah. Does that make sense? But there's like a I, lot. I already of wrote down my pick. There's a lot of what ifs too, which is weird. Yeah. Um, oh, um, because you see where it says if five teams remain, if four teams, yeah, yeah, because because they're basically saying if that team comes out of game seven and then beats Indiana State, they stay alive, and yeah. the team is eliminated. And then it switches to like a whole different bracket. This is a yep. work of art right here. So I, I, I'm taking four seed Evansville. Damn, dude! I was gonna take Evansville. You can still take them. No, I'll take uh, I'll, I'll take Indiana State. All right. Boom. But for the record, I was wanting to take Evansville. 
Well, you didn't take them. You can very, you are very much able to take them. No, that's all right. All right, next one we have here is Mountain West Conference. This one's uh, hosted at Fresno State, and it is San Jose State won the regular season, so they're the one seed. Fresno State, the four seed. San Diego State, two seed, and Air Force, three seed. I'm taking Fresno State as the four seed. I think you get so much value here. They're the home team. There's only four teams in the tournament, and uh, like standings-wise, they all finish pretty close to each other. So give me Fresno. I was really – I had my eyes on Fresno State. And now that you took them, I'm not going to take them. So give me San Diego State at the two seed. All right. Now we have the Northeastern Conference, the NEC. I heard Strasburg's coming back to pick the uh, championship if they advance. Strasburg hasn't pitched in like four years. <laughs> um, Northeastern Conference, We it is in Wappingers Falls, New York. Heritage so, Financial Park. I don't think the Northeast has a bracket out yet. Yeah, I don't know if they do either. I mean, I'm going to take Central Connecticut State. They're the best team in that conference. So I'll Dude, take the one seed. They cleared that conference by a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so basically Central Connecticut State played the lowest seed winner game one in game two. So basically they play – either the three and six or the four and five. And the only team even worth a damn out of those four teams (laughs) (laughs) is Long Island, and they're not even worth a damn. Yeah. So Central Connecticut's got a cakewalk, sleepwalk schedule to the finals. Give me Central Connecticut. Nice. All right, now we have the Ohio Valley Conference. Moorhead State won this the last regular season day. SEMO lost something like nine straight games to eliminate themselves, even though they were dominating this conference. So I'm not sure what happened to SEMO. It was weird, but whatever. Um, and I promise you it will not change. They're going to they're gonna get barbecued in this tournament. Yeah, they're just playing bad baseball. But anyway, shout out to Moorhead State. And uh, they play at the cool, like one of the coolest fields in America. Dude, and it's not cool. It's disgusting. It's cool. It's cool for a left-handed hitter. And... Anyway, so this this tournament is in Marion, Illinois, at Mountain Dew Park. All jacked up on Mountain Dew. And now this bracket is interesting. It's the same one Austin as this. P, Austin P should be playing in this one. Yeah. Austin P in Mountain Dew Park. That dang, and they just left the conference too. Dude, what a what a marketing opportunity right there. Yeah. Austin P just start playing one game a year at Mountain Dew Park. <laughs> yes. Um Anyway, so the bracket's cool. It's the same thing as the, the SOCON, which we'll talk about here in a second. But the top two seeds get a double buy. Moorhead State and Little Rock. Double buy to the quarterfinals. And the three and four seeds get a single buy. That'll be UT Martin. My Skyhawks of UT Martin. And SEMO. And then you have um, five versus eight, six versus seven. So Eastern Illinois, five seed, Southern Indiana, eight seed, six seed, Tennessee Tech, and seven seed, S-I-U-E. With you all that, that said. School? You know what school that is? Yeah, Southern Illinois. Um, sorry, wait, yeah. Southern Illinois, Edwardsville. Edwardsville, I played it, oh boy. I played it in this conference. 
I, I'm just testing your knowledge. That's all. My, my freshman year, I played in this conference, so I know these schools. So I wrote down Tennessee Tech, and then I like double took the bracket again. I'm like, dude, that double buy is scary for a team yeah. to overcome all the way from the beginning. So I honestly, I I like Little Rock. They can really pitch it. All right, I'm taking Moorhead as the one seed. This is a uh, hey. This is the PG ver. This is the non-sexual po- uh, podcast, Ben. What are you doing? <laughs> that was a bad joke. Bad joke. Um, but you're right. The double buy. I mean, you you get your one. You get your ace throwing against their three seed. It or sorry, not their three seed. Their their number three pitcher. And even if you lose, like you can win a couple games with your two and three seed to get back to the championship. So the double buy is huge. I'll take Moorhead State, though. All right. Uh, Pac-12. Pac-12 is a weird, a really weird one, too. It, every single conference tournament's just crazy. But Pac-12 is four pools of three teams, I believe. Let me just double check. Yeah, so four pools. No, no, three pools of four teams. Yeah, it says it right there. Pool A, Pool B, and Pool C on the top. But they only play two pool play games instead yeah. of instead of the like, ACC that's playing three. Yeah, no, because there's only three teams in each, so they only get to play two. Yeah, so there's nine teams total. Sorry, three pools of three teams. And, and then the winner of each pool makes the semifinals. But that still doesn't make sense. Well, there's going to be one wild card team that makes it. How? What do you mean wild card team? <laughs> well, so basically pool A, pool B, and pool C winners will all advance, right? Yeah. And then they'll just take the fourth best team based on run differential, runs allowed, whatever it is, run record. That's what was confusing me because, because – uh, Okay, let's just say pool A and pool B have two teams that are, go 0-2, right? Uh-huh. And then they have two teams that go one and one, and then two teams that go two and zero. Oh. And then Pool C is a shit show. Yeah, I just like really thought that out, and that how, dude, there's gonna be like four teams tied one and one. That's what I'm saying. Why? Why are they doing three teams of three? Three three pools of three teams, and then have a semifinals. Who is that fourth team? How the hell do you how the hell do you get that fourth team? <laughs> I mean, there's gonna be one and one, one and one, and then potentially a third one and one team. So three one and one teams are all gonna be playing for the fourth seed. What are they gonna do? Freaking I'm about to piss my pants. Hold what on. What are they gonna do Pythagorean theorem to get the fourth team? <laughs> We got to take a time out. <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> I mean, dude, who, who the hell looked at this and thought this was a good idea? <laughs> wow. What is going on here? Wait, there's got to be. There's got to be reasoning. Hold on. I don't see any any kind of like reasoning, but... It definitely says semifinals. What does it say on the very bottom under Oregon? 
home team listed on bottom. Dude, maybe we just have this all wrong, but I got to figure this out now. Well, because... just make a pick, dude. Just make a team pick. Um, I don't even care anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'll take... Uh, um, I think Stanford... I mean, Stanford... I mean, I could really see a Stanford-Oregon State rematch because the only only other team that scares me or like the Washington's kind of hot, but they cooled off. Um they cooled off a little bit. I mean, I don't, th- I don't think it's like one loss. But anyway, Arizona State and Arizona don't scare me at all. UCLA really doesn't. UC- USC doesn't. I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to go with Oregon State. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'm reading the rules right now. And it says, at the conclusion of pool play on Thursday, the three pool winners will advance to the Friday single elimination semifinals along with one wild card team. The wild card team will be determined by the best record of the non-advancing teams with any tiebreaker awarded to the higher seeded team. The semifinal matchup will pit all right, so Yeah, what so is it's that? gonna be three one and one team, and it's gonna basically be the four, five, or six seed. So basically USC needs to win one game and they're in. Yeah, I think that I think I think that's kind of how it works. But dude, that's unless, the la- that's unless, the hardest I've laughed in a long time. Unless like a team like Washington goes one and one and pulls in the other and pulls C, and USC or somebody goes two and zero oh, than Washington. But basically, yeah, if you're you, yeah, that's so stupid. I'll but take. It, it gives it gives all those other teams a chance, like the eight and nine seed. Yeah. Anyways, I'll take stick with Washington. I know you want to pick them. Yeah, I just yeah, I'll take Washington. They're the three seed, right? The three. I hope they get that wild card spot. I need it. I need them to get that wild card spot. Dude, we need to speed this up. We're sitting here blabbering our our way through this. We only have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more left. It's like 10 more minutes. We'll go SEC first. Uh, everybody knows how the SEC tournament works. Single elimination the first round and then double elimination from there on out. You get four buys. Top four te- Sorry, the top four seeds get a buy, and it's pure chaos every day. Uh, Florida actually ended up winning the regular season, like getting the number one seed. Arkansas got the two seed for winning the West. LSU three seed, Vanderbilt four seed. So those are your four with a bye into the double elimination round. Uh, Five through 12, it's single elimination. So five versus 12, eight versus nine, seven, 10, six, 11. uh, Single elimination on Tuesday. So I will take this. Am I crazy? Oh, go ahead. Am I crazy to think Auburn or Tennessee could win this thing? No, not at all. Like, not at all. Last year, Tennessee won it, and they were clearly the best team. Dude, dude, Tennessee, looking back on last year, what they did last year is incredible still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So make your pick here. Oh, this is hard because I love Florida. I, 
I could see Arkansas. Man, they're it, basically what it comes down to. Do I think of the team that plays on day one in that first in the single elimination play-in game? Or do I think it's a day two team? You know what? I uh, I want I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Butch Thompson and the Auburn Tigers. Auburn. That's five points. All right. So clearly, I think the team that probably matches up the best in this tournament, as far as starting rotation goes, and offense, I think Florida is like the no-brainer pick for a team yeah. that I can trust to win the whole thing. But value-wise, like getting like trying to get a one point here in the SEC tournament has zero value. You have twelve teams; they're all very competitive with each other for the most yeah. part. Um, I, I think this is where you got to try to pick a team in the uh, like that the five through range. like the five to twelve range. I'll take. Uh, let me just look at these matchups real quick. Tennessee, Tennessee versus Ark. I'll take Tennessee as a seven seed here. Tennessee. Yeah, I, I just think if they can beat Texas A and M that first game. They get Arkansas, who. Usually Dave Van Horn doesn't really care about winning SEC tournament he games. Sure he sure as hell doesn't care about Hoover. Yeah. Um, Tennessee's trying to host. They got to make a deep run. So give me the Vols. Seven points is a lot. So I really like the Auburn and Tennessee from a value and standpoint. Yeah. Swack. All right. Swack. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. It's a, it's so a fun give me tournament. Alabama State. Yeah, it's a fun tournament to watch, though. These boys, like, they always impress. Oh, dude, get to Sunday. This tournament is one of the more entertaining ones. Dude, it's wild. They play so hard. Um, But, yeah, Alabama State is the one seed and on bracket A, and then Grambling State, bracket B, one seed. They meet up in the championship. I'm just going to go on a limb here. I'll go go Florida A&M. Nice. What what seed are they? So they're a they're a three seed in bracket A, but there's two brackets. So is that like a six seed? We'll we'll, we'll count it as a six. Okay. All right. Now we have the SoCon tournament. This one's in Greenville, South Carolina. Samford swept Mercer to win the regular season, but this is a double buy tournament so samford and mercer both get a double buy into the quarterfinals wofford and etsu get a single buy as a three and four seed and then vmi citadel uncg and western carolina they have to all play starting day one the socon tournament always is crazy like, i'm going with, I'm, give me the value of wofford at three seed yeah not a bad pick at all. Plus, you get like a revenge game for them and Mercer. Yeah. After that, the only thing that scares me is like UNCG and Western, like both traditionally play really well in this tournament, and that's who Wofford has to play. And Wofford typically chokes in the SoCon tournament. They're usually the one seed. I think they've only made it out once in like the last ten years. Uh, I'm gonna take Samford. I think Samford's the best team in this tournament, and they have a Friday night guy 
that is incredible. Like up to 96 with a wipeout slider. I mean, he should get them to the semifinals pretty easily. And now we have the Southland tournament. This one is hosted at McNeese, right? Yep. Lake Charles, Louisiana, baby. Woohoo. Yeah. Nickel State was the one seed. They won it, so they get a bye. Uh, they played the winner of McNeese versus AM Corpus Christi. And then you have like Incarnate Word is the two seed, Lamar three seed, New Orleans four seed, Northwestern State five seed. And it is double elimination. I'll take Incarnate Word as a two seed. I like their matchups here. UIW? Yep. What are they? What did you say? The two seed? Yep. Yep. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Lamar at the, at what are they, the three seed? Yeah, that's actually a really solid pick. Yep, I like Lamar at the three. All right. Now we have the Sunbelt Tournament at the Montgomery Biscuit Stadium. Coastal Carolina wins the regular season. And this tournament is crazy because you get 10 teams. They were almost all above 500 this year in conference. And so the way it works is the first round is single elimination. So it's James Madison versus Old Dominion, seven versus 10 seed. And then Georgia State versus Georgia Southern, single elimination, eight versus nine seed. And they would play the winner of um, whoever won those games would play the two teams that get a bye, which is Southern Miss as a two seed and Coastal Carolina as the one seed. Uh, you have Louisiana and Texas State as the four and five seed, and Troy and App State as the three and six seed. I'll tell you this: I think the left side of the bracket is much more winnable than the right side, because on the right side you get Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, Texas State, and then the winner of Georgia Southern and Georgia State. So probably Georgia Southern. So basically, you'll get. Coastal, what do you Georgia mean, Southern. probably Georgia Southern? You saw what Georgia State did to them two weekends ago. I know, but I, I think that Georgia Southern is going to win this one game. I, I I don't know. I think they're a better team. Yeah, the right side is definitely tough. Um, they're going to use a lot of pitching on that right side. So yeah. Southern Miss could be in a beautiful spot to win this. I think Coastal got hosed. Yeah, I do too. I, I give me Southern Miss. By the way. The Scott Berry magic is alive right now. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think Southern Miss is a good pick here. I'm going to I'm gonna avoid that, though. I'm going to say this: there's going to be a team that wins this that steals a bid from somebody. I'm going to take... Troy Trojan? No, because I think they're in the tournament. I'm going to take Louisiana, Matt Deggs. They won it last year. But Louisiana as the four seed ain't bad. I like it. I like the pick. I love it. Even though they're going to get Levi Wells the first game. Frick. Can we not overthink the summit and just go ahead and write it down? Yeah, Oral Roberts. Yeah, Oral. I'm going to take Oral as well. Yep. And uh, we got two left. We got WCC, Western 
sorry, West Coast Conference. That is in Las Vegas. That's right. They just signed a deal with Las Vegas. Loyola Marymount won the regular season. They get a bye. Portland two seed, they get a bye. And then three versus six, four versus five, Santa Clara, Gonzaga. Oh, man, I love the value of one of these teams here. I really love the value. Yeah, I'm going to take San Diego as well as the four seed. Yep. Did you know know that was mine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, San Diego as the four seed is a lot of value. I love it. Um, And then the last tournament here we have is the WAC, which is crazy because – Grand Canyon came all the way back to win the WAC. I know. Wild. They uh, By a half a game over they, Sam Houston. They won like 13 straight games or something. Yep. And so this tournament is hosted at Mesa, Arizona, and like spring training facility for the Angels, I believe, or the A's. Brooklyn, yep. No, the A's. Okay. Um, Grand Canyon gets a bye. Sam Houston gets a bye. They play the winner of Abilene Christian, Cal Baptist. Sam Houston plays winner of UT Arlington and UT Rio Grande Valley. And then Utah Valley and Seattle, three versus four seeds. So this is another one of those weird tournament brackets, um, depending on if there's like an upset or not. I feel like some of these common terms of like, hey, let's make it the, let's find the hardest way for a team to get, they must make that four seed really, or whoever wins it really deserve that automatic bid. Right. Like, let's make sure that they really earn it. But with all that said, I will take. I'm taking Abilene at the five. Wow. I I like I think UT Rio Grande Valley actually has like a stud Friday guy, but they're gonna have to burn him game one, so there's just no way they get all the way through. I'll take Grand Canyon. One seed. No value there, but they're just one thirteen straight games. They're hot. They're hot. When yeah. they're hot, they're hot. Cool. So that's all of our picks there. Um Hour and a half episode. Anything else you want to say before we get off, Dimitri? Um, no, because I think on when we record our Thursday podcast, uh, we will get we will do, dive a little bit more once some of these uh, teams get eliminated, and right, we can start talking about bubble, who's done, who's not done, kind of the hosting picture. It'll be a little more clear. We can really give you guys some more tangible and quality thoughts and analysis on the bubble picture and hosting and national seed and stuff like that. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Thursday's episode is going to be much more in depth on like what we have remaining. And then a week from today we'll have selection Monday and that's when like all the fun happens. But ultimately you guys go check out our website. We're going to have like a tournament central page conference tournament central. You can go click on each conference tournament We'll have the bracket pulled up um, and other fun things to go along with that. So Tuesday morning, you guys, that's when this action starts for the college. The best time of the year. The, yeah. Honestly, this is the best two weeks of the year. You guys enjoy it while, like, while you can because they fly by. But basically from 8 a.m. Central Time to 2, 2 a.m. Central Time, you're going to have games oh, going baseball. on. Yeah. So 
you guys enjoy there and uh, we'll be back on Wednesday night to record a good episode for you. We won a national championship for, for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi. Uh, we did it. And, uh, we're national champs. Breaking ball. Oh my goodness. Deep right field. A great Tommy White. First pitch swinging. In the air to center. D'Onofrio back and it's gone! The legend continues! Got him swinging! The Campbell Campbells, the dynasty of the Big South. And now Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire. Set. He'll throw that as a line drive in the gap. Did he do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell. Another extra. Oh, that is gone. A home run for Brian Morrell. Swing and a ball driven. Way back. And foul. No, gone. He did it. Ortiz kept it just there and walks it off with a grand slam. Hispanic Titanic with a blast again. <laughs> My man.